The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Like a million dollars. Let me check out that ring. What's up, TMZ? How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. What's up, man? TMZ Sports. Welcome to TMZ Sports. I'm Mike Babcock. Absolutely huge news in the NFL. Uh, Chargers head coach Brandon Staley fired after last night's embarrassing performance against the Raiders, of course. Uh, Thursday night football, Raiders dominate the Chargers 63 to 21. They were up 42 to nothing at the half and uh, it's the biggest story going right now in the NFL and we welcome one of the greatest Chargers players of all time three-time pro bowler Sean Merriman Sean brother how are you good move Sean (laughs) bad move too late too early what do you make of this Sean it it, it had to happen man to be honest I mean it had to happen it was time um, you know, a lot of people, you, you can you can honestly say that he could have been fired last year after they lost in, to Jacksonville in the playoffs. They could have, you know, fired yeah. him then. You know, it's, it's probably multiple times this year they could have fired him, and they stuck by him. So it had to happen. It was a long time coming. And I think ultimately at the end of the day, um, what happened yesterday was a disgrace. It, it was, man. It was a disgrace to, you know, us former players. It was a disgrace to the people in the organization who actually care about winning. Uh, it was a disgrace to the fans to sit back and watch that, man. It's like the, you, you're watching a team that it practically gave up. And look, those things happen. You're not going to win every football game. So once in a while, there's going to be a blowout here and there. But right. what really got me is the press conference and him kind of using losing and other great coaches also as an escape goal. And so my, my biggest problem with, with him lately is just, uh, you know, kind of the, uh, arrogant, you know, just being arrogant about uh, losing and being okay with it and making excuses for it, being very defensive to the media after the game. And yep. trust me, it's not it's not the easiest thing to do, especially when you're not performing is answer some tough questions in the media after the game, right. but that's part of it. And uh, it, it was time, man. It was, I think it was the best move for the organization, best move for the players and fans. Sean, now going forward, and, and the team now gets a little bit of an early, uh, you know, a head start on on thinking about who could be the coach going forward. Uh, Justin Herbert, you know, look, rookie deal. He's not going to be cheap for much longer. Uh, this is now going to be his third coach, I believe, in five years. Who is the right guy for this job? Well, you know, for one, uh, the game has gotten much younger, right? If you look around at some of these, a lot of these head coaches, they're they're younger. Um, they have they they relate well to the to the players, so you know there's all kind of talk about Bill Belichick, Jim Harbaugh, and stuff, which is great coaches. Don't get me wrong, Bill Belichick is is, is probably go down as one of the greatest coaches in history, yeah. um, if not the greatest coach in history. But I don't know if that's the proper move in this situation. I really don't. Um, you want to bring in somebody for one that's going to be able to take Justin Herbert to the next level because we all know that he can play, right? So to yeah. see them putting up. These numbers winning the game six nothing against the Patriots, forty two to nothing. You know, even a few games ago when Justin uh, Herbert was healthy, 
they just wasn't putting up points. So you have to bring somebody in that's going to, for one, be a good leader, uh, be able to relate to the players, but also put Justin Herbert in a position to do what he can do best, big explosive plays, things like that. So I just don't see Bill Belichick as, as the right move. I could be wrong. Um, but at the same time, man, I, I'm glad and happy for the organization they made this decision because most importantly, I think that they did a great job. The Chargers done it, regardless of what people say, the Chargers have done a great job at getting these fans transition up, building that, rebuilding that fan base. Because it wasn't always like that. There was a struggle on that transition from, you know, San Diego to L.A. Oh, yeah. It was hard. And they did it. But if you didn't make the move, you're going to turn the fans, you know, away. And that that was the biggest issue coming from someone, you know, who, who was a former part of the organization. We've obviously, uh, we've seen uh, former players across the league who are having success uh, as as coaches. Now you look at the, the team last night, obviously, that, that put the whooping on the Chargers. Uh, Antonio Pierce, the former uh, Giants and, uh, and, and linebacker in D.C., you have any interest in coaching ever? Uh, not necessarily being head coach for this job here, but do you have any interest in uh, in coaching in the NFL? I, I I would, man. It's a passion of mine, but not with those long hours and not with that uncertainty. <laughs> you know, um, you know. Plus, I'm I'm pretty busy. What I got going on now, so yeah. uh, I love coming to helping the team out every year. I go out for a couple of days in training camp, work with a lot of the young outside linebackers and, and and pass rushers in the defense. Love being around the guys, but. You know, I'm happy for Antonio Pierce. I'll let guys who actually want to coach and make that a career uh, go out and, and keep doing that. So hopefully, hopefully they they uh, re up his contract with Antonio Pierce. Yes. And need to be more players. There needs to be more players that have an opportunity to be, you know, head coaches, GMs, yep. executive level positions because we played the game, we know the game, we've been around long enough. And so I'm happy for Antonio Pierce and any other former player to get that opportunity to go out and be in that position. You know, as you're sitting there talking, what about Philip Rivers? I think Philip is coaching a high school team right now. Maybe, maybe they call Phil up. Well, I can tell you, Phil still wants to play. Wow, really? Phil, yeah, Phil still wants to play. So, you know, at the end of the day, uh, and that's why he hasn't retired. And Phil still wants to play. So, outside him, I think he'll be a great coach one day. I think he'll, I think he will be an exceptional head coach one day. I still think Phil can play another year or two if a team gets down here in the playoffs and they need a quarterback to come off the street. Phil can do it. Wow, that, that's awesome. Sean, before I let you go, you got to talk to me about Lights Out 13. I know it's coming up January 6th in Long Beach. Obviously, uh, people who are fans of yours will know that that Lights Out, awesome uh, MMA promotion, and, and you've got another big event coming up here in just a few weeks. Yeah, yeah, we got a huge event Saturday, January 6th in Long Beach, California. Lights Out Extreme Fighting 13. Uh, we'll be live on Football TV, Football Sports. I just found out on Monday that we we got a had a jump in ninety percent viewership on wow. football. So I thought that was that was pretty cool. Show Amazing! Congratulations. Thank you. Appreciate it. Show the fans and the people out there. They they're watching. They're paying attention to what we're doing. They love what we're doing. So uh, get your tickets at lightsoutexcept.com if anyone's in that SoCal area. And again, we'll be live on Football TV, Football Sports. It always puts on a great show. Sean, thank you so much, brother. Great to see you again, and uh, we'll talk soon. You got it, man. Thanks for having me. Guys, uh, Steve Kerr, uh, Warriors head coach, is breaking his silence on Draymond Green's indefinite suspension. And uh, we're, we're going to talk about this in a second here, but I've got to be honest. I can't remember a head coach ever talking about one of his 
main players being suspended and, and him seemingly not having his players back. So anyway, last night, the Golden State Warriors, who of course were without Draymond Green, uh, played the Clippers. They ended up uh, losing the game like They've done, uh, you know, much of this year. Not having a great year uh, are the Golden State Warriors. Steve Kerr met with the media, was asked about Draymond, and if you thought he was going to argue the suspension, nope. I think the uh, suspension makes sense. Um, you know, to me, this is um, about more than basketball. It's um, uh, it's about helping Draymond. I think it's an opportunity for Draymond uh, to step away and um, to make a change um, in in his approach, in his life. Um, and that's not an easy thing to do. You look at the past year and what's happened, it's clear he, he needs the opportunity to change, and that's what an indefinite suspension gives him the opportunity for. I am shocked by this. I mean, obviously, you had earlier in the year the Rudy Gobert headlock. Uh, you have uh, the Nurkic incident from earlier this week and, and the Jordan Poole video, which we, of course, broke on the TMZ Sports website. But I, I don't know, guys. I've never heard of a coach talk like this. And he's had so many opportunities to kind of say, I'm going to hold Draymond accountable. Right. I think he's actually going at him more than he did when he punched Jordan Poole, yeah. which is so weird to me. But I, I think it's because you add up all these incidents and he's like, you know, you know, I can't really defend this anymore. That I, I do need to say, look, the league is doing the right thing. Um, but it is so bizarre to me because, yeah, Draymond is a guy who's had several incidents where, you know, he should have come out and said, look, this is not something that we want with the Warriors right. organization. You know, I'm putting an end to this, but, you know, the Nurkic thing seems like the, the least problematic out of all of them. That, that's my issue with, with the whole deal. Like, I, I, you here's a guy that punched Jordan Poole in right. the face at one of your practices, right. and you were like, meh, and they didn't even right. really suspend him, right? I mean, remember it was just yeah. kind of an in-house deal. They just kind of kept him away from the team for a little bit, and then they put him back on the floor. Yep. But now that he, he defends Clay Thompson and then and flails his arm and hits right. Yusuf Nurkic in the head, it's all of a sudden he needs to go to therapy and rehab, and he needs help, and I hope he stays uses his time right. to get They're help. They're making it seem like it. he's got mental health yeah, issues. Like, what are we talking? about here and then if you listen to further he was like well earlier in Draymond's career was more like yelling at refs and throwing basketballs no it wasn't he was right. kicking guys in the man region right like this is it's it's just I don't know what Steve Kerr is talking I, about I don't why all of a sudden it's an about face with his player I, you either defend him or you don't you can't all of a sudden be like well I think he needs help now right especially Ed and we you know we heard from Draymond Green and his explanation was hey I was trying to sell a foul call and I hit the guy in the head accidentally Draymond said I wasn't angry I wasn't mad and I wasn't trying to hurt him it is so strange I do not understand it and it, it does make me wonder if there's other things going on in a golden state and and if whether uh, or not we might be actually seeing the, the end of this great dynasty obviously they've been the best team over the last uh, 10 years or so and and it seems like that might be over now uh, not everyone feels the way Steve Kerr feels we actually had a chance to uh, talk to Shaquille O'Neal yesterday on TMZ live and we asked him, hey, you know, if, if you were the commissioner, Shaq, and who knows basketball better than Shaquille O'Neal, if you were commissioner, what would you have done? How would you have handled Draymond Green's suspension? Here, Shaq. Listen, he's a fiery player. He's an honest player. But, uh, you know, it's unfortunate that it's happened. But I'm not going to sit here and say he needs 10, he needs 15 games. The NBA will decide that, and, you know, they will decide, you know, what's going on. I would have gave him two games, 
Because again, I, I don't think he he said intentionally. This guy touches me on the way, so I'm gonna punch him in the face. He was trying to fail or flail and you know sell the call. And like I said, I think he made a mistake by having his arms extended way out. You, I mean, clear as day. Shaq says two games. Meanwhile, Draymond Green's head coach says the guy's got problems and and this suspension should be indefinite. I don't know. The lead-up to the Colby Covington-Leon Edwards fight at UFC 296 has been full of trash talk and hype. But did things cross the line at the pre-fight presser? We'll talk about what was said and much more when CMC Sports returns. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. On Saturday night, I'm going to bring you to a place you never want to be. I'm going to bring you to seventh layer hair, hell. Okay. No, I'm bringing you to seventh layer hell. You, we'll, we'll, we'll say what's up to your dad while we're there. Oh! Guys, that was an incredibly heated moment at the UFC 296 press conference. Those men right there, Leon Edwards is the UFC welterweight champion. He is fighting Colby Covington, who is, of course, one of the top contenders in the division. And things got very tense in that moment. And uh, it was, I think, normal trash talk, guys, until Colby made a comment about Leon's dad. And if you're not familiar with the backstory, although it's something Leon has been very open about, when he was just 13 years old, Leon's dad was tragically killed in a London nightclub. And obviously, you heard Colby uh, say something to the effect of, you know, when we're in hell, we'll, see, we'll say hi to your dad. Instantly, Leon was furious, throws the bottle, hits Colby Covington. Now, a lot of people are talking about, was this fair? Did Colby cross the line? Was Leon wrong in throwing something at him? So uh, I don't know the answers to the question, guys, but that's, uh, that's the conversation that a lot of MMA fans are having today. I, I just think it does cross the line. I, I, there, and this is happening too much in the fight world now. I mean, we saw this just recently with Dylan Dennis and, and Logan Paul. You know, Dylan Dennis went on this whole tirade against Logan's fiance, and it yep. got really nasty and dirty and actually ended up in a lawsuit. Uh, I don't think, you know, this ends up in, in courtroom or anything like that, but it just is so unnecessary. Uh, uh, you could sell the fight and trash talk. I mean, Conor McGregor was a wizard at this. Like, yep. he could talk 
smack to everybody for 15, 20, 30 minutes and be hilarious and still get under people's skin and still sell tickets. I mean, this is cross the line. You can't bring that up into this fight. It crossed the line and it's so cringe too. Like Colby is trying to be this guy, just like you said, Ed, he's trying to be like the next Conor McGregor, but it doesn't work. It doesn't click. No one really cares. So he's trying to you know, grasp at straws going after Leon's father. Like that is absolutely disgusting to me. And yeah, I think this is going to make a big difference on Saturday night. Uh, yeah, I, look, I could definitely see it making a difference. You also have seen fighters go into fights emotional and actually then not stay within their game plan. So, it, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Maybe that's even Colby Covington's strategy. Um, he is a very calculated guy. I, I'll say this, too, and I've talked to Colby a few times. I think, and I wholeheartedly believe this, that's all an act, but it, it doesn't mean it's right and it still doesn't mean that he didn't cross the line I agree with you Ed I think that fights are better when you feel like there's actually beef between the fighters but you also you don't want to take it too far and get into things that are personal I like trash talk when it's when it's sharp and it's funny and I think that that makes for the best trash talk not something like this that is really mean-spirited and goes well beyond what is supposed to, at the end of the day be a sport so guys with that said who do we think wins this fight? Uh, if they didn't want to kill each other before, they probably want to now. There's also the UFC title on the line. Uh, it's Leon's first time defending the belt against someone who is not Kamaru Usman. We know that Kobe Covington has fought for the title before, but he has always come up short. So this is the biggest night of both of their professional lives. Who do we think wins? I thought this was pretty much a toss-up leading up to... Thursday. Now I'm going to go with Leon Edwards knockout because I think he's going to go in there and he's going to be like, look, you know, you can't talk like that and, and you know, not have to deal Make with the pipe. consequences. So I, I think Leon Edwards knockout and he uh, defends the title. Yeah, I think Leon probably wins too. More so because I'd imagine there's going to be ring rust with Colby. I mean, it's mm. been a long time since he's been in the octagon. And last time we even saw him out in public really was uh, was when he was losing in a street fight to Jorge <laughs> Masvidal outside of Poppy Steak in Miami. So I, I, I think Leon probably wins it. Yeah, I think it's an incredibly close fight. You look at the odds. Uh, odds are very close, although Leon Edwards is uh, a slight favorite in Las Vegas. I will, and it's hard for me to say this because I don't like what Colby said about Leon's dad, but I think Colby Covington wins the fight, becomes the welterweight champion on Monday. We'll see. Ed, you're our golf guy here. What's going on with Tiger Woods? Yeah, so Tiger's back on the course. We knew this, uh, and now he's competing again with his son at the PNC Championship. He's yeah, done this big. every year. I know the kid is 14 years old now, Charlie Woods. Uh, they're again back at PNC Championship. This, I believe, is the third year in a row that they've done this. Uh, it's, a, it's a fun, cute thing. The dailies do it as well. Uh, uh, they go out and compete. It's a two-day tournament, but today is the Pro-Am. Uh, and during a warm-up for the Pro-Am, Charlie Woods was hitting a little flop shot. And if you don't know, you open up your, your club face very open, and you try to get the ball up high in the air and if you're an amateur you sail it into the parking lots at all times well charlie woods hit it and tiger woods went crazy watch this clip it's so exciting that, i think that's so much cooler even than seeing tiger play and get exciting for his own shot that, that's so awesome language though Ah, who cares, Lucas? Jeez, He's you're in front of your child. Son. I, I was raised differently. I, I still don't even swear in front of my parents. Well, um, that's why you suck at golf. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the missing ingredient to my game. <laughs> but the, the, the two of them also, they, they warmed up and they obviously went in the pro-am. And you could see Charlie Woods' swing 
is looking almost identical to Tiger's now. And it's a lot to heap on to, to Charlie because he is 14 oh, wow. years old and, you know, he's, he's still a kid. Uh, but he did win a state championship last month. And if his swing is still looking like Tiger's and he's getting this coaching from Tiger, who knows what Charlie may be. And it's not like LeBron James and Bronny, where Bronny's, you know, uh, is still a tremendous athlete but needs a size as LeBron to right. be as great as LeBron. Charlie doesn't matter. I mean, there's small golfers, big golfers, tall golfers, fat golfers that right. all have succeeded. So this could be the start of something special. All right, guys, moving on to Shohei Otani. Remember after Otani won the MVP award and he was on the couch at home with that adorable little dog. There, there the dog is. Uh, oh. Beagle, maybe. You're not sure. Ed thinks Beagle. Uh, there was so much made, guys, about the dog's name and how Otani refused to let anybody know what the dog was called. Uh, I understand we have finally found out the dog's name, haven't we? Ever since the most valuable player award presentation, the whole world has wanted to know what is the name of your dog. There's been speculation that it's Dodger. There's been speculation that it's Walker. Could you please reveal to everyone in the world today, what is the name of your dog? Kudasai. Arigato. Matekopin te yun あの、ま、こっちの人はあんまりその発音的に難しいというか、あれなので、ま、元の名前がディコイっていうので、ま、こちらの人に説明するときは、ま、呼びやすいディコイっていうふうに紹介してます。So <笑> his name is Dekoping. That's a Japanese name and I figured um it would be hard for American people to pronounce it. So he has an American name and it's Dekoi. So yeah, you could call him Dekoi or Dekoping. How anticlimactic. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, I, I thought this whole thing was be he was Blue Jay or, or Dodger. Right. Or what. That was decoy? the story yet, right? Why, why didn't we just call, say his name was decoy? decoy? Why did we go through this whole free agency period and not just say that's his name? I, it's, right. Thank you, I, Shohei. <laughs> I, 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 it, for, for Shohei Otani, for him and his reps. Loosen up, guys. Like, loosen up. They should have said the name of the, the dog's name months ago. Decoy. Ah, God. I'm so mad. We, let's just end the show. Uh, there's a lot going on this weekend. ton of implication for NFL, for playoffs. Uh, lots of big games going down on Sunday. We're going to have a lot to talk about on Monday. Everyone have a great weekend. We also have our holiday party, so we have a bunch of pictures uh, for our Monday. Uh, everyone have a great weekend. See you then.